for the last year, I thought we were getting steamrolled, and now they're running away. Damn it, boys, they're getting away. And simply this. Uh, I've been, uh, my wife is about to uh, take her U.S. citizenship test. One of the many questions on that test is, if the president can no longer serve, who then becomes president? The answer is the vice president. The following question is, if the president and the vice president can no longer serve, who then becomes president? The answer is the Speaker of the House of Representatives. Joe Biden's mental abilities will continue to decline, and they will accelerate their decline. Time will come relatively soon when he will not be able to appear on television, not even with a teleprompter, because that vacant look in between sentences, forget about the uh, stuff like turn to your right and acknowledge Senator Davies. Oh, was I not supposed to read that? What am I supposed to do? That's going to get worse and worse, and pretty soon the president... Uh, asterisks of the United States will uh, disappear from the radar. And then the attention will fall on the vice president. The vice president is already being sequestered from the American people because if such a thing is imaginable, she's considered to be less capable than, than, than President Brandon. And the line of secession continues. <laughs> the line of secession that's probably just wishful thinking on my part. I meant to say the line of succession then goes to Nancy Pelosi, who is also a mummified, dried out, useless, senile old bat who is apparently attempting to retire in Florida so she can get away from the high taxes and ridiculous regulations and, and insane property taxes that she's created for us here in California. Listen, this fight isn't over yet, and it's got a long way to go. And as always in, in big wars... The major casualties come after the war is won. Don't know how to explain it, but it's true. After, uh, certainly after the Battle of the Wilderness, when Grant went south after Lee, after Gettysburg, the war was over for the south, but the casualties just continued to increase. Midway was the end of the war for the Japanese in the Pacific, but all, really all, of the major casualties happened after that. Closer and closer we got to Japan, the more and more people died. Same thing's true for Germany and all the rest of it. So uh, the damage is not done yet. And, uh, and, and brace yourself, because it's going gonna, it's gonna to get worse. But everywhere I look, this enemy fleet is running away. This unimaginably powerful surface fleet that they put together to run us into the, into the waves. We fought back a little. We're headed for the hills. Do you, as a citizen, have a right to defend your own life? Yes or no? Because if the answer is yes, that means that that person is more important than the state, that person's more important than the media, that person's more important than the political circus that's going around all of it. If he is allowed to defend his life as an individual American, regardless of the means, he could have used harsh language, it doesn't matter, he could have used a rock, pointy stick, doesn't matter. If he has the right to defend himself, he's a citizen. If he's a citizen, he has rights that protect him. And if he has rights that protect him, then this, then this machine of oppression and government tyranny that they've been rolling out since the sneak attack on November 4th is powerless over him. Powerless. On the other hand, of course, if he'd been found guilty, that would be a signal to not only to the people on the left, but to the people on the right as well, that any street mob 
that wanders down the street, smashing people, killing people, burning people in their houses or in their cars, whatever. There will be no consequences for that whatsoever. And anybody who tries to do the job that the police have been prevented from doing by these, by these left-wing, lying, evil hypocrites who nevertheless live behind their own gated communities and have their own private uh, security forces. If he'd been found guilty, then we would have our answer. We would know that the mob rules in America. But it doesn't. Not today. Everywhere I look, I see the defenses against the sneak attack onslaught stiffening. And this isn't just stopping them. This is holding the line and turning them back. This is a win of monumental importance. And it's the second part of something that we can never forget, no matter how filled with despair we are, no matter how obvious the cheating, no matter all the ideas of, of Facebook saying you can't post anything in support of, of Kyle Rittenhouse, uh, uh, GoFundMe, no, no, you can't raise money for this guy. All of it, all of it, they had the whole machine in action, all of it, all the guns firing, and they still couldn't do it. Justice still prevailed. So, Two parts, I said, that you could keep in mind during these awful, awful times. What we saw just a few weeks ago in Virginia means that it is still possible to win an election, no matter how badly rigged the system is, no matter how corrupt it is, it is still possible for Republicans to win an election if the turnout is large enough to exceed the measure of cheating, which I think is a very significant uh, measure. So we had an election where the entire national media was focused on Virginia, and we won. The system, corrupted as it is, nevertheless, still functioned. And now we have a system where all of these mouthpieces of evil were all the way in on this. It's a fundamental issue for them. You can't defend your own life. You can't have guns to defend your own life. This could not be allowed. We have to destroy this kid. Okay, well, guess what? The presumption of innocence still held. The court system still delivered justice. The Constitution is still alive. 